Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight. I am your host today, Dave Smith. Uh, my cohort, uh, Monty Larrick, is under the weather today. And he's not able to join me, but uh, I have a, uh, a rock star from Southern Illinois, if you will, uh, a state representative named Darren Bailey, and he is from Louisville. Did I say that right this time, Darren? Louisville. Louisville. See, I did it yep. again. <laughs> yep. I've got to take some uh, lexicon lessons from my friends in Southern Illinois so I don't mess up the names of the towns. But uh, State Representative Darren Bailey is a new state lawmaker, was elected last year in the November election, and his first session uh, uh, in, in Springfield was this year, between January and uh, May. We just finished uh, the, the first session he was involved in, and we, we experienced, I've been doing this for more than 13 years now, and uh, we experienced probably one of the worst, most horrific legislative sessions I have ever witnessed in Illinois, and that is saying something, and it was a bloodbath. Uh, Darren, what happened? Well, I guess the question is, uh, what didn't happen wrong? So, <laughs> you know, our, uh, I think this is just a, a sign of, of um, you know, society losing track of morality yep. and, uh, and, and, and not understanding truth, and, and it's just uh, everything, anything goes. And, you know, in the past, we, I, when it came to government, I equated that with, you know, money. Of course, yep. we saw a lot of that too. But now, um, if you can think it, um, you know, government wants to do it. So yep. we seem to be out there just pleasing every genre, every idea, every, uh, just everything. And it's, uh, it's really sad. So I have a list of bills and, and kind of rank them in an, in, a, in order of importance that I want to go through that were passed this year. And of course, we have to start with the abortion bill, the, the bill that was sponsored by uh, your colleague, State Representative Kelly Cassidy from Chicago. She, uh, she is known for sponsoring many, many, many legislate, legis, uh, bills uh, that uh, uh, we have opposed in the past, many social justice type, uh, social engineering type uh, bills. And of course, this one expands radically uh, abortion. And I just want to get your thoughts on the whole process. And you were in committee. I'd love to ask you a little bit about that, questioning State Representative Kelly Cassidy about the bill. But what's your thoughts about uh, the, the process and, and, and the content? Well, I, one thing I found interesting is that, uh, you know, how, how they tie this to, you know, women's health. And, um, you know, they failed to, I mean, they literally, there's several times uh, the comment was made, nobody just goes to get an abortion because they don't want the baby. Right. Uh, that comment was literally stated. And, and we tried to bring that around the conversation and, and, uh, and tried to get them to realize what they were saying. And, and, and they just uh, refused to do that. You know, they had an agenda. Uh, they uh, and then likewise, I, I, I there's been several comments since then from the other side on on social media and whatnot, and and people just can't believe that you're not allowing women to you know take care of their bodies as such, and 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 you know we've got to society has got to wake up and realize that Planned Parenthood's so you know the, the hospital can take care of women's needs. We can we can 
we can we can help out with the, the state government can can take care of some of that the Medicaid payments and whatnot. We don't need Planned Parenthood because what Planned Parenthood is doing is specifically saying we offer abortions. That's right. And you know Kelly Cassidy you know admits that she had an abortion. Um, you know, I believe the uh, uh, the baby was uh, was began to grow in her fallopian tubes, and it's just everything about it was was wrong. And I get that, but to to translate that to full fledged abortion, that's uh, right, is wrong. Right. Well, there was a medical situation for Kelly. Now, most women who are going into Planned Parenthood are not experiencing that type of pregnancy. In fact, it's a, a decision to abort, maybe even a fully healthy child that is growing in their womb. Yeah, unfortunately, this new law, uh, and, and that's the whole trap of calling it women's health, because now uh, this is a medical procedure. It's much right. like uh, much like having, you know, uh, your, your appendix taken out or whatnot. So so now this can be dealt with from, from the early stages all the way to the lasting stages, even though they tell you that's not the purpose of it. This This is allowable. Well, regarding the medical aspect, I thought it was funny when, because I watched it online, and you and your Republican colleagues asked Kelly Cassidy a lot of great questions and put her on the spot, and she often snapped back at the questioner uh, saying, sorry, Representative, this is just standard medical procedure, as if you should know what standard medical procedure is, um, which I think, by the way, is a moving target, but... um, I kind of wished one of the your colleagues or yourself. Of course, you probably wouldn't do this because you're 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 not uh, you're a gentleman. You're you're not <laughs> rude, um, but you kind of wanted to hear someone say, Representative, if you wanted people who were knowledgeable about standard medical procedure, maybe you should have chosen a different committee than the Appropriations Committee. What do you what do you say about that? Isn't that amazing? That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a very good point. And and you know that's by design uh, when you're. Uh, when you're the party in control, you, you can do this. You can push this to uh, areas. I, I was just, you know, I found that a, a an interesting and intriguing as far as me, even a blessing to be able to sit on that committee and be able to question her to be able to fully understand uh, what this is about. But but you're exactly right on her comments. She had the, she, they knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, she used the same she used the same line in the quote uh, whenever we went to uh, whenever it went to the house floor, and then I stayed on on a Friday night. And uh, at the Senate here, at the when the uh, bill came to the Senate floor, and it was about uh, ten thirty in the evening uh, yep. when it when it finally reached there, it was believed that it wasn't going to be called, but they and called the Senate back out. into session to deal with it. And let's just point out that was Memorial Day weekend, so a holiday weekend, Saturday night, right? Yeah. Well, that was a Sunday night actually. Sunday, Sunday night, night is Sunday when night. this uh, we were called to Springfield uh, into session at four. Yep. And uh, and then uh, yeah, then then it reached the Senate, ended up coming back to the Senate the, the just this the the following uh, Friday night. So so yeah yeah, what a what a horrific and then and then to honor Memorial Day, right? Uh, a, a passing the doggone thing. So well, you caught um, something in the legislation, and you were asking her in committee about it, and you said um, we've changed woman to individual. Who else can get pregnant but a woman? And what was her response? <laughs> Anyone with a uterus. 
and she just continued as I continue I, I, I wanted to know a little more detail and then she, then she began to repeat that that's what she would say anyone with a uterus can get pregnant so each time you pressed her you said so someone other than a woman can get pregnant she said anyone with a uterus or ovaries can get pregnant <laughs> yeah 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 so I asked her is it possible for a man to have a uterus and anyone with a uterus and ovaries can get pregnant so yeah it was just a sad day no your comments there was <laughs> I'm surprised you just said wait a minute are we in the twilight zone here <laughs> i know i know and that's that's and that's right you know that's just the the lack of uh yeah the lack of morality and and uh it, it's just driving us to these days much like uh you know first timothy uh three and four and second peter state that's uh that's where we're at we're, all right we're, we're we're in those days well then and then we have uh the lgbt history mandate bill which of course state representative kelly cassidy is a big supporter of um, this passed both House and Senate and uh, even had a couple Republicans voted for it. And this will create and mandate that kindergarten through 12th grade, kids have to be taught the good things that LGBT people um, did during history. What's your thoughts on this? Well, you break it down past that and it's this. It's, it's this twist in this. It is sex education for kindergartners. On a, that's exactly what it is. We can call it whatever we want. But uh, but whenever you start it, whenever you introduce that to kindergarten, first grade, uh, the lower ages, I mean, they're going to be asking more questions and then, then indoctrination uh, begins. You know, I'm, I want to share something. I'm, I won't mention the name, but I was uh, actually in a uh, prayer meeting one particular day with a Democrat representative. And as we began to talk about the topics of prayer, uh, I just mentioned this. It was the day. Uh, it was actually the day of that uh, this thing went through. And I said, you know, we really need to, uh, we need to pray about this. And, and uh, because I'm really concerned about the, uh, the, the lower ages, there's a Democrat representative and he was a, he was a veteran representative. And, and he, he asked, he said, you mean they're going to be teaching this thing uh, with to kindergartens, kindergartners? And I said, yes. And, and he was just, he was just disgusted and appalled. And the comment was the follow up was, well, thank goodness my kids go to a private Christian school. Yikes. So, so absolutely no regards. He understood what was right, but unwilling to stand up and protect his constituents against what he knew was wrong and, uh, and, and all for the sake that, well, his kids were protected. So, and uh, he ended up following up uh, voting for the bill as well. So he voted for sad. It, even yeah, though he yes, was disgusted that it would include yes. kindergartners and first graders. Yep. 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 That was the sad part. Oh, so. Well, um, we also uh, saw marijuana get passed again with a couple uh, <laughs> with three Republicans in the house and three Republicans in the Senate. And uh, they, they, they decided, well, if we can't get you in the womb and we can't indoctrinate you about in our classrooms, well, maybe we can get you high and distracted. You know, what, what's your thoughts on this, this push for legal weed? Well, uh, first of all, to your to your comment, I mean, the Republican Party has lost its way. What it means to be a conservative, a Republican Party, more than once, I stood up in uh, some of our caucuses and read, uh, you know, the the Republican platform and reminded everyone what it means to be a Republican. If you if you can't adhere uh, to these ideas, then just you know, put a D behind your name, go sit on the other side. That's right. And uh, and that's that's that is a problem. So. Well, Darren, um, Darren, there is no opposition party in Illinois, right, uh, at least not right. yet. I mean, in Southern Illinois, uh, you know, I've got a few more things I want to read off on my list here. You know, we have the expansion of gambling. We had taxes, graduated tax in gasoline. I, I want to come back to this idea of, of the Republican Party 
and conser- you know conservative worldview, a biblical worldview too, uh, among our lawmakers. But um, you know, it's funny to me. Uh, it's not funny. It's pretty sad actually. But all forty-four Republicans voted against the constitutional amendment for a progressive tax increase, right, or income tax. In yeah. fact. I believe all 44 um, spoke out against it, right, Darren? Yes, that is correct. Now, so now while they're squeezing Illinois, the Democrats are squeezing Illinois for more taxes. One could argue that the federal income tax, the progressive income tax, that is, is more fair than the gas tax, which they passed. They doubled the, t- the gas tax because that's going to hit low-income people disproportionately relative to income, and especially, now you can speak to this, hits people living in rural areas, which is most of the state. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I uh, I attended recently a uh, with our with our uh, ROE school districts. You get several of the uh, uh, counties together, and ROE we were talking about the regional office of education. Sorry. Okay, yep. And uh, it was a transportation meeting, so they invited me to it, and we sat, and and interestingly enough, we got to talking about the differences. Again, they, they brought some statistics with them. Uh, on a typical day, uh, a school district down here, one of one of my school districts, Jasper County, which is a, a large county, uh, has one school, a county school. On a typical day, all of its buses combined together uh, drive, the di- drive the distance of, uh, of uh, California to, uh, to, New- to New York. So, uh, you know, and it's, and it's 150 to 200 miles a day in and out, you know, is what these buses are putting on them. And and then you look up, I believe they, uh, Troy, uh, Troy, uh, unit school districts up, uh, up in your part of the world, uh, their, their school buses are running two miles a day. Yeah. Right. Picking up a lot more kids. I get that, but that's what, uh, that's what people are failing to understand. Just the true difference of what we, you know, when I leave my house and pull out on the road and drive 55 miles, it takes me 15 minutes to get to my local school. So yeah, it's going to hurt downstate people, uh, everyone, because we are forced to drive, uh, much longer. And, and, you know, there's another aspect to this that a lot of people don't even don't aren't understanding. And, uh, that's that, uh, this, uh, this fuel tax, July first every year. Guess what? It's gonna it's gonna keep up with inflation. So we're looking at a gas tax every year, July first, and it doesn't go down, right? It'll just go up. Correct. So so it's a perpetual tax increase on on our gasoline, which is so. Why in the world did twenty Republicans in the House and eleven Republicans in the Senate vote? For not only the gasoline in, in, increase, but the vehicle registration increase. Yeah, well, they just they just simply lost their way. They 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 you know they they it's like it's like taking your a, a child to to the candy store to Walmart. And they decide they want something. You're either going to have to decide: are you going to satisfy them and give them what they want, or are you going to take them out and and and, and you know <laughs> probably paddle their butt or something? That's what government. That's what Illinois government needs. Is that's uh, right. That's uh, right. Is that and and uh, nobody wants to uh, you know a lot of these people. A lot of times people haven't haven't owned or managed a business. They haven't had, you know, people working for them and under them and with them. They haven't put their lives on the stake for a business. So therefore it's just a matter of, it's just numbers. You know, you're going to keep people happy because you can go back and say, Hey, we're getting this new road. We're getting this, this bridge, we're getting something. And hopefully everybody will be happy about it. But I'm telling you, 
we're in a new day in Illinois because people are tired of this. People understand that this is coming from their pocket and people in Illinois can no longer afford this with the high property taxes, the high income taxes and and everything else. A lot of my friends live on the Indiana border um, and it's not too far away. And so, you know, I know when they were trying to pass for casinos saying, they're complaining like, well, we're losing gamblers over to Indiana and Wisconsin and other places. They're not complaining about losing um, gas station um, customers. <laughs> to Correct. Or it's, I know. You're right. But before we close this segment, I wanted to ask you about the, the, um, the moral push, uh, the, uh, it, it, how Chicago values are being pushed on the rest of the state. Your values in Southeast Illinois are not the values of Chicago. And yet these lawmakers from the Chicagoland area are imposing their will and their lack of values on everyone else. Is, is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. And, and I also want to let, you know, you know, and I want to let the, the people in Chicago know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on a mission to find out if this is accurate, if this is, if this is numerical numerically accurate uh, because I know there's good people in Chicago, the people in Chicago, they're, they're, you know, every time my wife goes and I go to Chicago, we'll, if it's over a weekend, we will, uh, you know, we'll attend a church in Chicago. I know there's good people up there. That, yep, uh, yep. So why is it? So number one, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some uh, Chicago representatives down here so I can show them how we live and why this, why this is so vastly different. But with that being said, uh, we have got to figure out why, the uh, you know moral issues aren't being are, are being trampled on in Chicago because I know people there are people in Chicago and there are a lot of them uh, that have and share the same values so why you know are they literally that uh, snuffed out numerically or are they failing to just to show up on the polls because of frustration now, so I, that's I the other thing we got to find out. I think we're being outmaneuvered by Michael yes. Madigan, who is uh, drawing the maps and, and running the people and spending the money. And uh, it, it goes back to, we don't have an opposition party here in Illinois, but we can talk more about that in a minute. We're going to take a break and we'll come right back. And I want to um, have you introduce yourself, Darren, in the second half uh, about why you decided to run and uh, tell us about your district and, and that kind of thing. So stay tuned. We're, we'll be right back. Illinois claims to care about women's health, but the state's new grotesque abortion bill shows that it's simply not true. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. This is Breakpoint. I've mentioned a few times here that the possibility that Roe v. Wade might be in play, overturned or at least rolled back, has prompted a significant uptick in state action on abortion. Some states are moving to limit abortion, hoping to be the source of that case that will be considered by the Supreme Court, while other states are racing to ensure that unrestricted abortion remains available within their borders. In other words, the possible demise of Roe in no way signals the end of this decades-long struggle against abortion. The struggles only shifted from the federal courts and Congress to the states. Already, this has led to radically extreme pro-abortion bills being passed in various states. Gone are protestations and hand-wringing that abortion is a tragic necessity. Instead, abortions increasingly treated as a positive good. In fact, a few states seem to be in a competition of who can pass the most radical laws. 
well, the leader in this grotesque competition at the moment, Illinois. Last week, the Illinois legislature approved the so-called Reproductive Health Act and sent it to the governor for his signature. I use the descriptive so-called because in it, reproductive health means abortion. That's it. Nothing else. Full stop. There's nothing in the bill about the state's rising maternal mortality rate or the disparity in health and mortality disproportionately affecting African-American women who are six times more likely to die in childbirth than their white counterparts. No, instead, the act is solely focused on making it beyond easy for Illinois women to get an abortion in that state. In fact, it's not too much of a stretch to say that the only place Illinois can go from this Reproductive Health Act is to make abortion mandatory. The act opens by stating that every individual has a fundamental right to make autonomous decisions about that individual's own reproductive health, including the fundamental right to use or refuse reproductive health care. The right to refuse reproductive health care, what does that even mean? Are women anywhere forced to use contraceptives or to go to the doctor? Of course not. No, this is only the first example of how this bill's filled to the brim with loose and dangerous language. Two paragraphs later, the act states it bluntly. A fertilized egg, embryo, or fetus does not have independent rights under the laws of the state. Now that means a man who kills a pregnant woman could only be charged with one homicide, not two. Or that a man who intentionally punches a pregnant woman in the stomach and causes a miscarriage would only be charged with assault on the woman. How the loss of the child would be described and handled, well, that's not clear. The only thing that's clear is that this kind of devastating language has been used in past times to legally justify history's greatest horrors. And it gets worse. The act arguably opens the door for non-physicians to perform abortions. Its definition of healthcare professional includes, quote, advanced practice registered nurse, physician assistant, or person acting under the supervision of one of the above. Now, it's not clear who a person acting under the supervision of one of the above might be, but it brings to mind that punchline from those commercials. No, I'm not a doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. So what does acting under supervision mean? Does the supervisor have to be in the same room? What about in the same building? Do they even have to be in the same county? The workers responsible for misadministering anesthesia in Philadelphia were under the supervision of Kermit Gosnell, and we know how that one tragically worked out. When this provision is combined with the act's explicit exemption of abortion from the state's Ambulatory Surgical Treatment Center Act, it becomes clear, as one opponent put it, that this act goes further and does much more than just preserve the right to abortion in a possible post-Roe world. In essence, as one of its supporters stated, it advances the idea that there's nothing more intrinsic to freedom than bodily autonomy. And when you start with that bad idea, there's nowhere to go but down. And there will be many, many victims strewn along the way. For Breakpoint, I'm John Stone Street. Welcome back to Illinois Family Spotlight. Our guest today is Representative Darren Bailey from the Olney area. Can I say Olney? Because I know how to say Olney. You got uh, it. In, yep, of I'm Illinois. That part of the world. That's your district, right? Yes. It's the home of the white squirrel. That is correct. And they still exist. <laughs> I've been down there like four or five times. I've not <laughs> seen one yet. But no. that's right. Darren, um, because you're a new state lawmaker, um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what got you um, ginned up to go and run against an incumbent who was down in Springfield for, what, I don't know, 10 years? Uh, 14. 
14 years. Okay, so what got you decided to challenge a fellow Republican uh, for the seat? So I'm a, uh, I'm a farmer. I've been a farmer all my life. Grow row crop, corn, wheat, and soybeans. My family, my, my children work here on the farm with me. Uh, served 17 years on the on the local uh, school board at Louisville, so the North Clay School Board. Uh, the last 17 of those as board president, or the last 12 of those as board president. Uh, we were really doing some neat and some awesome things. And actually, the uh, the incumbent uh, in the in the beginning days, I, I supported that person, got behind that person. My my son's uh, staff, you know, his office. They we walked in parades. We financially supported. And uh, I'm going to say probably so that was he. I think I believe he got in around 02. Um, three. I'm going to say, pro- well, the last budget impasse of, uh, of 2010, I just, I literally, my, I just threw my hands up and said, I'm done with politics. I'm, my wife and I were, are very involved in our community, are very involved in our church, very involved in our schools. So we just focused all of our efforts um, on here, on that. And my wife's birthday's on July 4th. So in 2017, um, we, a wheat harvest got out early and it's kind of a long drawn out affair. So my family and I loaded up and we went to, uh, my parents have a place in Florida. We went to down there to, to, to stay, just kind of get away and celebrate to my wife's birthday. I was supposed to be taking a, uh, a social media fast. So, so that's the importence when you, when you, when you, uh, <laughs> uh offer a fast to God, you better stick with it. But unfortunately about the third day into it, I believe it was June 30th or so of 2017. Um, we were always out on the beach with grandkids uh, playing early in the morning. Uh, it got kind of rainy. So everybody came in, grandkids went down for a nap and I had books that I should have been reading, but instead, and unfortunately I picked up my phone. I'll never forget it. My wife was in the kitchen cutting up fruit. She said, Darren, put your phone down. I said, I just want to check real quick and see what's going on. And, um, and just started looking at the headlines and I saw, wow, the, uh, the, the general assembly was back in session over the July 4th weekend. And I started, uh, I called this, uh, the, my representative and asked him what was going on. I'm reading uh, and, and what I was hearing, what I was reading wasn't jiving up. And, and I just began to, uh, as, as things began to unfold, I realized something was up. Uh, began to kind of share, push things out on social media, uh, and then things just began to exponentially grow. Interest began to exponentially grow. Um, and anyway, it wasn't until two months later or so that I actually, uh, you know, decided that this is uh, this was the new journey that I believe, believe God had for me. So I actually showed up for uh, uh, on on the second week of August. Uh, one of my um, one of my employees on the farm came to me and with a discrepancy in his paycheck, it was $17 short. And um, so I, and my secretary was gone that week. She was on vacation. So I went back, double checked. I, I entered the right hours. Uh, the computer was telling me the right stuff. So I called my accountant and I said, Hey, I have a problem. This gentleman worked the exact same hours last week as he did this week, but I can't get his check to jive up. And, and, uh, and then so when my accountant says, well, it's, I'm, I emailed uh, your secretary, the, the new tax, updates last week so so that's what that is and um, so that that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back and when I realized that over the next year this gentleman his family was going to be shorted around twelve hundred dollars based on the hours he worked sure. so after that my family fasted prayed uh, for a time and uh, by the first of September I realized that uh, this was something I needed to do once I began to really fully discover that Illinois was truly in a mess seventeen hundred dollars is makes a big difference in your district doesn't it Yes, it does. Seven hundred dollars is Nancy Pelosi's thousand dollar crumbs or whatever. Uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, five dollars, ten dollars makes a big difference in my district. That's why I'm trying to get uh, Chicago representatives to come down here and, and see what we've got going on. Well, and the incumbent, the former incumbent, 
uh, voted for that originally, right? <laughs> yes, that is correct. Well, Darren, tell us about your district. How is Southeast Illinois different uh, than the rest of the state? And do you take in also part of the Shawnee National Forest? No, I don't. Shawnee, that is a representative Patrick Windhorst district for the most part. That's I'm right the on South. the northern edge of that, yes. Okay. So we're southeast Illinois, uh, Lawrenceville, down to Mount Carmel, uh, a run right along the uh, the uh, Wabash River, which uh, is borders with Indiana. Right. And uh, my the district is uh, from the northern point to the southern point is two hours north and south, and then it's an hour and a half east and west. So we have a we I, I believe geographically uh, the 109th district is the largest. Uh, median income uh, it was the uh, you know the the lowest. And of course, uh, but but interestingly enough, uh, it is by voting pattern the most uh, conservative. So uh, it's it's is it very fair rural in the Bible Belt. It's very much in the Bible Belt. Yes, we've got a uh, matter of fact. That's where I met my uh, my uh, wife at at uh, Oil Belt Christian Service Camp. Because at one point in time, it was even considered the Oil Belt. So um, no kidding. <laughs> a lot of a lot of agriculture pretty well rules the day here, but we also uh, to the southern part of the district. So the 109th district produces a little over one half of the oil that the entire state uh, produces. So, no so when we start talking about this green energy and such, uh, so see that affects our coal mines, the coal being uh, shut down. We literally, our coal is being, uh, you know, we bring coal in from Wyoming to burn. But yet our coal that we produce, it gets loaded up and shipped to China. So you're kidding. You know, how, tell me how much that makes sense. But the doesn't day, make know, sense. <laughs> right. So that's so yeah. So, Is so coal a big part of your uh, district's uh, employment? No, no, it was at one time. But in, in White County, White Wabash County to the south, uh, it's still there. There are still some some operating coal mines, but it has been uh, it's been severely restricted over the last uh, you know over the last twelve years. And that was Obama. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Obama put a you know cap on yep, that. Yep. That is okay. exactly right. Now you and a couple of other new state lawmakers, namely Chris Miller and Blaine Willauer, um, have been dubbed. I don't know who dubbed you this, but is it the press or did you do, you know give yourself this name, the Eastern Bloc Republicans, right? Well, yeah. So there's a uh, what is it? There's a uh, there's a blog in Springfield, and I think uh, the, I think the guy's name is it Rich. Rich Miller. Person, Rich, Rich Miller. There you go. Rich Miller. So uh, he, uh, we, we seem to be, uh, he, he seems to be very intrigued with us because I don't, uh, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the site because it seems more like the uh, National Enquirer than anything, but, but <laughs> he seems to, uh, radical. he very much. So he seems he was to be cheerleading the, the, the marijuana bill all along. Uh, he's leading anything that uh, seems to be destructive to Illinois is what I've, what I've been yep. hearing. So, yes. so no, he is the one that, uh, uh, has, has dubbed us that because of our conservativeness and the fact that we stick together and and I'm sure the the Eastern Bloc I don't know if he was referencing that towards a communism or or what or where we sat on the floor I, I'm not sure what that was all about but he is the one that uh, gave us that name and you guys are all from Southeast Illinois and um, I'm sure you want to grow the Eastern Bloc and maybe get rid of the Eastern part and maybe just start with a Southern Bloc and then work your way up through Illinois and take uh, and get your um, similar value people elected to seats throughout the whole state. So the cool thing is, is we went in with three and uh, when we left, there were, I think a to that when we left uh, uh, the last day of the general assembly, there were a total of uh, nine that hung pretty consistently 
and uh, and and voted on the packages we've uh, on one of the That's one of the gentlemen's cruises. So there's we've tripled our numbers, and we've got <laughs> others who are even even since then as the as some of these laws were the budget was passed, and and, and there were some people who were duped into uh, into making some bad calls. And I've been talking with a lot of them, and, and there's a lot of lot of frustrated people that uh, you know we we you get a uh, Eight fifteen hundred eighty-one page document called the budget dumped on you, and you got uh, forty-eight hours to to look at it, and and this thing goes through, and then all of a sudden you find out, wow, there's legislative pay raises that were stuck in there, and uh, and much more, uh, and, and even the gas tax people, you know, there, there nobody knew anything about this perpetual part of it, uh, that just kind of that that showed up you know, a couple of days after the budget was passed. So, so that's a shameful part of, uh, of, of uh, what Illinois uh, state government has been doing for many, many years. And that's why the, uh, uh, the Republican base is down to uh, 44 and probably potentially going to be less than that uh, after the 2020 elections. Well, let's, let's, let's hope not, but uh, we need to get more people like you and Chris Miller and Blaine Wilhauer into office um, and, and you guys have been doing some great work. You've done um, a number of town halls. I was one at, at one in, in Effingham and another one at Mattoon. And um, you guys are doing other great events. For example, you're bringing in someone that, will, well, if you've seen the movie Unplanned, you're going to be excited about this. Uh, tell, tell our listeners what you're planning to do in July uh, to, to raise money and to mount a challenge to Michael Madigan and the Chicago Democrats. Yeah, and that's, that's the key right there. So, so Friday, uh, July 26th, Abby Johnson uh, the 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 woman that uh, managed the uh, the Planned Parenthoods and that the movie is about, uh, she, uh, she will be at Effingham at the Thel- Thelma Keller Convention Center at seven o'clock, and then the following night, uh, Saturday night, the twenty seventh of July, uh, she'll be down at uh, at uh, Carmi at uh, what's a, a place called Rig Ministries, Les Wilson oil down there built a church and he's got a nice facility so we're going to host her down there as well so now is that uh, an hour maybe two hours away from effingham south yes All yeah right. it's two hours yep that's my furthest uh, effingham is blaine blaine Wilhire has the city of effingham i've got the southern edge and then uh, to, to skirt on down to uh, the carmi which is the furthest southern uh, town is a, is a two-hour drive from effingham that is correct Right. So if anybody wants to make a weekend of it, do it, right? Yep. Get on RhettBailey.com or BaileyForIllinois.com and, and uh, you can find it. We're going to be selling tickets uh, uh, online because I, I believe we're going to, this, these are both going to be sold out events we're anticipating. So and this is going uh, um, to benefit your pack, right? Yes, that is correct. Yep. And, and then we need to do that because we've got to, <laughs> we need to do that because the the uh, the Republican Party a lot of people have lost hope in it. So yes. yeah. uh, you know, Madigan's setting the Democrats are setting on millions. You know, we need to be able to put uh, candidates uh, in the inner city portions in, in the Chicago areas where for for a long time there have been no Republican candidates right. because how right. in the world you know like the Bible messages tells us you know unless they hear how are they going to know how are they going to understand so they have to be hearing they're not hearing this message they're hearing one message that's right and that's what they're believing because that's what they consistently hear that's wonderfully said Wayne Gretzky said it this way you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take Yep. Awesome. That's perfect. So how do they get a hold of you again, Darren, if they're interested in learning more and mounting a challenge and in helping you, the Eastern Bloc Republicans, uh, to, uh, to mount an offensive? Maybe you'll take over the Republican Party here in Illinois. 
well, that's uh, that's certainly uh, if if God allows, that will be a goal. So, so anyway, a uh, rep Bailey R E P B A I L E Y dot com or Bailey for Illinois dot com or let me just give you my office number and that is six one eight six six five four one zero nine. They can uh, they can call and talk to my uh, one more time, Darren six one eight six six five four one zero nine. Fantastic. And then I've got a very active Facebook page, uh, uh, either State Representative Darren Bailey or Darren Bailey for State Representative. That's my most active page. So, so get on there, uh, friend me, and uh, and then uh, follow along because I keep I post many updates. Every well, regarding day. your Facebook page, I really enjoyed your morning updates that you would give while you were in session. Every time you came into session, you would give an update on one of your Facebook pages. Uh, Facebook Live to say, hey, this is what happened yesterday. This is what we're expecting today. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you always ask for prayer. So um, I, I highly recommend it to people. I've shared it uh, in, in local uh, uh, Facebook groups as well. But um, to, to the listeners, please keep Representative Darren Bailey and his family in your prayers. Uh, they've got, they're willing to fight. And we need to stand alongside him and Chris Miller and Blaine Willauer and uh, fight alongside them because, uh, you know, wickedness knows no, uh, uh, no end. There Bad is no you. end. So let's, let's stand strong. Uh, we're going to record a second podcast with Representative Darren Bailey. So part two will be coming out next week. Until next time, thank you for listening to Illinois Spotlight. Tell a friend, post it on social media, and let people know. All right. God bless you, and thank you. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.